Boy, did Penn State get some much-needed good news yesterday. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Nittany Lines your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also now on YouTube, you can watch the show. This episode of Locked on Nittany Lines is sponsored by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between Penn State and Maryland right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for the price you'll love, and try it today. My name is Zach Seiko. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Nittany. Also, you can follow my personal account at Zach underscore Seiko. Uh, Penn State did get a lot of good news yesterday, and it was revealed at the James Franklin Weekly Press Conference. We're going to get into that first. Then in the following segment, the new college football playoff rankings have been released. Where does Penn State stand and some of the other teams? The new top four is out. And did Penn State move up? Did they stay put? Or did the committee, for whatever reason, move them down after beating Indiana the way they did? We'll talk about that, plus some hypothetical bowl matchups based on that spot in the college football playoff rankings. And then we'll finish the show talking about Penn State men's basketball again. The college basketball signing day is today, National Signing Day for the class of 2023. The three verbal commits for Penn State that you need to know about, the guys that will most likely sign with this class under Micah Shrewsbury. Uh, But let's start it with that good news for Penn State football, and that is the fact that you had injury updates for particular players on the offensive line specifically, but you get a huge addition for next year's rotation, and that is guard, tackle, the guy they picked up in the transfer portal. Hunter Norzad is coming back. He is going to return for another season next year in 2023. And this is a huge get for Penn State. It just adds more depth. It's a guy that you can rely on either at multiple spots or you can start him in one spot. Uh, but there, there's a lot to unpack just from this decision alone. Uh, but let's start with where Norzad's coming from. Why did he want to come back to Penn State? Uh, well, first, he has the extra year of eligibility because not because of COVID, but also in the fact that Cornell actually didn't play football the one year that he was there. He transferred over from Cornell. He was an all-conference tackle there, uh, so he's versatile. So Penn State could line him up a tackle if they wanted to, even though they moved him to guard, possibly even center, depending on what Juice Scruggs does. But I'll get to that in just a second here. Uh, Cornell actually canceled its entire season in the Ivy League, so he didn't use, he didn't play any football games, so he still has that extra eligibility. Uh, This is a major impact because of what Penn State has coming in and what they also have returning. You technically could have the whole offensive line come back in 2023. Uh, Olu Fashanu, even though he's being talked about as a top 10 pick, even a top 10, a top five in the 2023 NFL draft, he could actually come back. And I've just heard some rumors that he wants to finish out his degree. He would like to stay another year at Penn state before he does move on to the NFL. But it is hard for me to see a guy like him of his caliber, pass up the chance at a top 10 or even a top five, a first round pick is when you usually go 
if you're going to be selected in the first round, you go to the draft, uh, even if you could improve your stock, if you will, right? Uh, so for Olu Fashionu, he technically could return. Juice Scruggs could also technically still return. Uh, even though he is a redshirt senior, he's got the extra COVID year, and he could come back and start at center. Olu Fashionu would still start at left tackle. Uh, so this would create uh, a problem here. You'd have a lot of roadblocks, but I think having too many offensive linemen as opposed to having too little uh, is a good thing for Penn State, especially since they've struggled with O-linemen uh, during James Franklin's tenure. But hypothetically, yes, the whole offensive line could return next year, and that includes Caden Wallace as well. Uh, but my my predicted 2023 offensive line, uh, I think Juice Scruggs does move on. I think he goes to the NFL draft. I also think that Olu Fashionu won't pass up a top 10 spot if that's what draft scouts are telling him. So my expected offensive line for next year would be Hunter Norzad moves over to center because they'll have Drew Shelton at left tackle. We saw him play against Indiana. Landon Tangwall, we'll get to his status in just a moment. Not, not so good news about him. Uh, but Landon Tangwall would come back and be the starting left guard. Hypothetically, you would have Norzad at center. Then at right guard, Sal Wormley. And at right tackle, Caden Wallace. That is a bulk of this year's offensive line anyway. Uh, so you're, you're not going to miss a beat. Plus, you have three top offensive line recruits that are coming in and can be quality backups if needed. Javen Williams, who's one of the best in the country. So is Alex Birchmeyer, that, those two respectively out of Pennsylvania and Virginia. They're expected to sign with Penn State. And Anthony Donko out of Virginia as well, another one that will be a starter at some point in time during his Penn State career. Uh, and Phil Troutwine deserves a ton of credit. Deserves a ton of credit. The offensive line coach. I remember not too long ago when everyone was calling for him to be fired. How about that now? Yeah. Uh, just give some people some time. Phil Troutwine is now getting applauded for what he's able to do technically because so many of these players come in raw. They're just raw talent. They have good strength. They have good mobility. They're smart. But they're not technically sound when they're coming into the Penn State program, and Phil Troutwine is able to set them up because there there are a lot of technical aspects of being an offensive lineman uh, that can make or break uh, you on the line of scrimmage. So he deserves a ton of credit. Uh, this was Hunter Norzad, and what his explanation uh, in a quote he said: "Just looking at everything, I just really wanted to come back. Uh, I didn't want to have any regrets, and I think college football is super fun." Penn State's one of the best places to play at. Uh, we have the best fan base. Our coaches are great. Everybody is great. The decision was easy, to be honest with you. There you have it. Hunter Norzad is a Happy Valley fan and wants to stay an extra year. And then this is from James Franklin. He said this yesterday in his weekly press conference. He just came walking in uh, to, to his office and had a couple questions for me. And at the end of our conversation, he said, I'm staying. So... Franklin didn't have to really do all that much recruiting to keep one of his better offensive linemen. I also know this about Hunter Norzad uh, went to Cornell. So as you can imagine, now goes to Penn State. You can imagine that he's pretty intelligent uh, and academically sound. I, I've heard that he is pursuing his master's and that this is a two-year program. So this makes entire sense for Hunter Norzad to come back. He has the extra year of eligibility. He loves Penn State football. And then on top of that, he's going to complete his two years, two year master's program at Penn State. So this is just a huge win all across the board and everyone succeeds. 
Now, with the good news comes a little bit of bad news. Uh, for those who were wondering, and James Franklin finally revealed it yesterday in his press conference, that Landon Tangwall, who started at left guard, actually, over Hunter Norzad, even though they were listed as co-starters, uh, Hunter Norzad was the second guy to go in after Landon Tangwall. But Tangwall is out for the season. He had season-ending surgery uh, that James Franklin shared with the media. We don't know what it is. I can't speculate because I don't have the slightest clue. Um, normally, leg injuries are pretty common, but it, it could be anything. I don't. I don't want to assume. Uh, if you know anything, you know, feel free to to give us a tip here on Locked On Nittany Lines. But what what is so strange to me is that. They said that this injury occurred during warmups versus Michigan, and then we never heard about Landon Tangwall again. So I don't know what you were doing in warmups that I I can't imagine that he fully injured himself in a warmup before a football game. If that makes sense, I think that there was probably something that he reaggravated going into that game against Michigan, which is a shame. Yeah, that, that's not how you want to end your season. Um, you don't want to get injured, period. But here we are. And Landon Tangwell, I think he'll be back. I think he'll be stronger uh, to go along with all that depth that I talked about here. And I did name him in the starting group projected for next season. Uh, Caden Wallace is also expected to be back pretty soon. He suffered an injury against Minnesota, and you had to have Bryce Effner kick back out to right tackle. And Sal Wormley's been banged up. I, if I'm being honest, I thought Sal Wormley got benched. I thought he got benched against Minnesota, which is crazy because talking to a former player like Aeneas Hawkins, who tells me that uh, Sal Wormley is one of the best offensive linemen. The second he stepped on campus, we all knew it. We knew that he was going to be a starter right away. And I said, man, he's getting benched. No, he was getting a breather. He was getting some rest for Bryce Efner. And then with Caden Wallace going down, you had to kick Efner back out to right tackle and then bring a banged up Sal Wormley. And that's how just how tough he is. That's a testament to his toughness and how, how physical he is to, to push through it uh, despite being banged up. He's not injured, but he's not 100% from what James Franklin has shared with us. And Olu Fashionu, who did leave the final series against Ohio State and missed all of Indiana, is expected to be back, but he is week to week. So it's not a season-ending injury, but it's something they're going to have to monitor. And I don't think we're going to see him against Maryland. But Drew Shelton held down the fort. He didn't have the best pro football focus grade, but that's fine. True freshman came in a big setting, a Big Ten matchup on the road, and performed admirably well. So I think we'll see Drew Shelton again against Maryland this upcoming Saturday. And He'll get some help, but I think he'll be able to get the job done. And it is a tougher Maryland pass rush front four with some quality talent there as opposed to what Indiana had to offer. So bigger test for the true freshman. My name is Zach Seiko, and this is Locked On Nittany Lions. So that's some of the good news. There was also other good news for Penn State yesterday, and it came in the form of the college football playoff ranking. Where the Nittany Lions stand is coming up after this. Today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lines is sponsored by Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Nittany Lions listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US and World Report, a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents 
Use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Zach Seiko. Thanks for listening or watching. We are now on YouTube. You can subscribe to the channel, watch the show if you do so, please leave comments, feedbacks anywhere that you are able to under your podcast or on YouTube. The comment section is open for you for questions, comments, and to uh, <laughs> compliment the Nittany Lions or drag them if they don't do so well. The college football playoff ranking came out yesterday. The new top 25. Penn State does, in fact, move up one spot to number 14. I thought that was fair with some of the teams that had lost and the way those teams had lost. Plus the way Penn State won. Okay, you go on the road after you lose to a top Ohio State team and the way you bounce back with the limited troops that you have, I think that warrants moving them up uh, just a spot. And personally, I think they could beat other teams ahead of them like an Ole Miss, for example, or a UCLA that are ranked higher than them, a Utah even, just one spot above them. But that's besides the point. The new top four are Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan and TCU, and I know this is locked on Nittany Lions, but by golly, TCU deserves some respect. Uh, they are seven-point underdogs to uh, Texas this weekend, but they they have beaten some tough-ranked opponents in the Big 12 up to four now, and they're finally in the college football playoff. They're still perfect, so I hope they beat Texas so that uh, my analysis looks pretty good. But the Horn Frogs, I think, deserve a spot in the college football playoff at this point. If they lose at any point in time, then, of course, that conversation changes. But they've had uh, – it's not like Michigan where you have just the win over Penn State and you've beaten the 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 tough uh, toughest opponents in the FBS, like a Colorado State and a Hawaii. To, to open up the season. No, TCU has gone through the gauntlet of its own, beating four ranked Big 12 opponents. For Penn State, though, only two losses to those two top four teams. They're both in the college football playoff right now as we speak, and that is number two Ohio State and number three Michigan. So Penn State, th this is a team that is going to finish 10-2. and two. This is a team that can finish in the top 10 when all said and done and the college football playoff committee does rank them there. Uh, those two losses, it's not like they were upset or they were surprised or man, that was a game they really should have won, but they didn't. They were underdogs in both those Michigan and Ohio State games. And sometimes, you know, you just kind of have to accept that Penn State is unfortunately not a college football playoff contender this year and they lost to them as such. But... With the expectations that most of the media, the fans gave them, the seven and five, possibly even six and six, eight and four at best. 
They're going to be 10 and two, and they're going to be given a bowl in the, by the selection committee. So what bowl do we all think they will go to? Well, I like them in, now this is what Brett McMurphy of Action Network says, and this is, this is a pretty neat one. The Orange Bowl down in Miami, Florida against North Carolina, the Tar Heels. So they're assuming that the Tar Heels will win the ACC and, and be, one of the better, be one of the better teams. And that's with uh, whatever Ohio State and Michigan do. One of them's going to get in the college football playoff. I can't imagine that both of them would miss, uh, especially that one will knock out the other. Um, whichever that is, that'll be up to the last week of the regular season. But Brett McMurphy says Orange Bowl against North Carolina. That is, uh, for me, that would be an exciting matchup. Uh, this could happen, and it's all more likely to happen because Penn State hasn't been there since 2005 when they beat Florida State with the walk-off field goal. And, I mean, Penn State and North Carolina – there's going to be a lot of points scored. So it's an exciting matchup that I think the bowl committee would want. And let me remind you of how this works. So bowls aren't set up based on oh, who's the best matchup and who, who can challenge each other and who brings out the strengths and weaknesses of each opponent. No, 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 no. That's not how the committees think. Okay. Aside from the college football playoff, they think that way. But when it comes to the individual bowls, and what they ultimately decide, they say, well, how many dollars can we get? How many viewers can we get? How many tickets can we sell? And this matchup would sell tickets. It's not a repeat. There's a uniqueness to it because you don't normally see Penn State versus North Carolina. You don't really see Penn State versus any ACC opponent because I think Clemson would be a fair matchup as well. Clemson is number 10 right now in the college football playoff rankings. So uh, it is a Big 12 versus ACC matchup uh, or Notre Dame versus Big 10 matchup uh, based on the way that the bowls are set up. They have their designated conferences and you can see that online actually. Uh, so I'm not predicting this bowl based on a shot in the dark. This is legitimately the bowl committees have a conference that they can pick from and then they go from there. So it would be a Big Ten versus ACC team, and it makes sense if Penn State and North Carolina or Clemson are ranked near each other. They're going to take uh, one of those two teams to face Penn State if that's the case. Someone suggested to me Penn State versus Alabama, and while I like the idea of it, I think that Alabama would actually beat them uh, pretty handedly. I don't want to say that. <laughs> I, don't, I hate to admit it, but... I think that Alabama would have no problems uh, beating Penn State, uh, but that's just my opinion. Maybe that could change. Hopefully there are a lot of bowl opt-outs for Alabama. I think there will be some for Penn State as well, but maybe some more for Alabama. That would be a big help. Uh, the Rose Bowl is also in play too. If you like the game out in Pasadena, California, uh, they could ultimately play a USC or a UCLA. Both of those teams are in the top 10 as well. Well, UCLA is top uh Top 12, they are number 12, and USC is number 8, actually. Uh, there is a possibility that Ohio State and Michigan make the college football playoff. Now, for this to happen, I would think that Michigan would actually have to beat Ohio State because Ohio State has a better resume. They beat Penn State on the road. They beat Notre Dame. They played tougher competition, whereas Michigan just has Penn State. And I don't know if the committee is going to accept that unless Michigan is able to beat Ohio State on the road, whereas I think Ohio State could still sneak in potentially as a four, but a lot of things would need to happen. But it is, even though the chances are small, the chances are still there that Ohio State and Michigan 
are in the college football playoff. And then Penn State, in fact, goes to the Rose Bowl as that next best Big Ten team. And then they play whatever Pac-12 team. Uh, and Utah could be even factored in there. Utah's ranked one spot ahead of Penn State. So there's that. In my final segment, we're going to visit Penn State men's basketball again. They're fresh off of that win against Winthrop, 93-68. to They got Loyola of Maryland uh, tomorrow in the Bryce Jordan Center. But today is actually National Signing Day for the class of 2023. Where does Penn State stand? Who are they bringing in? That is all next here on Locked on Nittany Lions. Can we pause the pod for a second? Okay, more paused. Great, because you got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. Cookie dough topper. Coconut brownie bar. Coconut brownie topper. White chocolate peppermint granola. It's Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're, re they're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with a 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories. Just 130 calories. Just sink your teeth into the first bite and it'll change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you tried these new Built flavors. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you tried these new built flavors and the magical, wonderful time afterwards, you'll probably be wondering which new flavors my favorite An unanswerable question to say the least. They're unbelievable and they're all different. So you can order a mix box and try all five flavors for yourself built. You got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now. That's right. 15% off by using the code locked on 15 at built. Com. Welcome back to Locked on Nittany Lions. My name is Zach Seiko. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Remember, you can leave any feedback in the YouTube comments. If you want to watch the show, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked on Nittany Lions, and hit the bell so you don't miss new episodes, as always, wherever you get your podcasts. We talked plenty about Penn State football. How about back to the men's basketball team coming off that win against Winthrop, and they got a game against Loyola, Maryland, tomorrow in the Bryce Jordan Center tip-off at 7 but they still got to build for the future, and that begins today with the Class of 2023 National Signing Day. Uh, first, before we get to the Nittany Lions, Duke and Kentucky are just they're crazy good when it comes to recruiting. Duke has somehow still found some success behind John Shire. They might even be better with John Shire in terms of recruiting. I won't go that far because Mike Krzyzewski was one of the greatest basketball coaches, period, ever. I didn't want to see him retire, but all great things come to an end. And John Calipari at Kentucky, they are just, Kentucky has been a little bit down when it's come to recruiting, uh, but they're back up there. Duke has five, five-star commits. If you can believe that all these guys are in the top 20, same with Kentucky. Now they only have three, it's not as great as five, but they have three, five-star commits also all in the top 20. But good for Ben. Those are the one and two teams. Michigan State actually comes in at number three in the overall team rankings that are going to sign today. But Penn State is currently number 24 according to 24-7 sports, which is very respectable. It's not as good as the 2022 class who is here, and that has Evan Mahaffey, uh, Kanye Clary, Jamil Brown, 
Keba Jai, just to name those guys. Uh, but they're going to get three commits to sign today. And those three individuals are the first one, Carrie Booth. That is six foot nine forward, Carrie Booth. And this guy might sound a little familiar because if you love Penn State basketball, it's because you saw his dad play, Calvin Booth played at Penn State, a Penn State legend. That is his son. Carrie Booth is the son of Calvin Booth, who is a former Penn State basketball legend and now the current Denver Nuggets general manager. So basketball runs in the family. And I think we'll see a lot of similarities in gameplay. And if you like this, Calvin Booth was very good at blocking shots. He was also a former Big Ten defensive player of the year. So hopefully Carrie Booth can bring that to this team uh, currently, I'll give credit again to 24-7 Sports. They have him ranked as a four-star commit with a 96 overall rating. So he's one of the best in the country. He is in the top 100, and he's coming from the state of New Hampshire. Uh, also in this class, it is six-foot-four guard Logan Imes. 24-7 Sports has him listed as a three-star and an 89 overall commit. So uh, the three and the four-star, there's really not that much of a difference here. That's why I like to include the overall rating uh, because you're kind of just splitting hairs at that point. But 89 overall, and that's good for getting a guy who's just a natural scorer. And that's something else that this final player has in common, and you might recognize him as well, because that is the son of Penn State men's basketball head coach Micah Shrewsbury, and it is Braden. Braden Shrewsbury is coming in. He currently goes to the local high school, State College, which is just minutes away from Penn State. Uh, and like, as I mentioned, he is his son. So he's going to be signing. I, I like what Jamil Brown said. I remember this back on Twitter when it happened, when uh, Braden Shrewsbury shared that he had an offer from Penn State. And Jamil Brown said, where did this conversation happen? The dinner table? So <laughs> uh, it was uh, very funny. And it's already good to see future teammates having fun with one another and joking around. Uh, so those are the three commits you need to know about. Carrie Booth, Logan Imes, and Braden Shrewsbury. All of them are natural scorers. Carrie Booth, a little bit better, more polished defender. But all that will come in time. I've liked what I've seen from Logan and Braden. They just got a natural instinct for finding the basket. Carrie Booth able to use his size to his advantage at six foot nine, And that comes in very handy, like his father, blocking some shots. So... All these guys are should contribute right away. I think that Logan and Braden are a little more of developmental prospects as opposed to Kerry, who should plug and play right away, especially because Penn State does need help in the front court. Uh, we'll see if Micah Shrewsbury goes back to the transfer portal in the offseason. I know that's way thinking down the road, uh, but this year's group, loaded backcourt, a lot of guys that will return next season, if we're already looking that far ahead, why not? Uh, but the front court always needs a boost because the Big Ten likes to play a lot of big guys, see Purdue, see Michigan. Uh, they're not going to go away, so Penn State does need some size, and that's why I think Kerry Booth could see a lot of playing time as a freshman next year. I know it's far away, but uh, National Signing Day is today. So the future is today, and you have to think about it. You got to talk about it. And this is a good class. Number 24 in the country, Micah Shrewsbury bringing in back-to-back -back solid groups for the program. That's going to do it for me. We're going to start to preview the Maryland Terrapins in the next two episodes here. This is essentially a rivalry for Penn State, just given the ties of James Franklin to the University of Maryland program. When he was a coach there, he was the head coach in waiting and wasn't they didn't seem the need to hire him 
and he went to Vanderbilt and the rest is history. But all those players that come from the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, the DMV, like this is personal for a lot of players on both sides. And there's plenty of players on Maryland's team that were recruited by Penn state. So it's going to be important for them. It's going to be personal for them. So let's break it down all over the next two days, tomorrow and Friday, Nittany Lions and Terrapins. I'm excited. This is the biggest matchup that Penn state has left before the bowl game. And we're going to treat it as such here on Locked On Nittany Lions. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.